Welcome back to Wax Wednesdays. Why join the Navy when you can be a pirate? I don't know. That's always a good question. Still haven't found the answer. If anyone has, feel free to email us. Yeah, we've got an email. It's wednesdayswax at gmail.com. <laughs> wednesdayswax at gmail.com. In case you wanted to be more confused about our podcast, just find out user-friendly email address. Well, it's the it's the wax we play on Wednesday, so ah, it's well, Wednesday's so. wax. It is Wednesday's wax. Um, sounds like Wax Wednesdays was taken by that usurper from Spain. <laughs> yeah, he, he beat us on that one. One day life will catch up with him. What are we talking about today, Louis? Well, it's a bit more of a somber podcast compared to the brightness that we're sort of experiencing in our voice. I guess we're happy because we've now got an email address. But further to that, we're doing the Just About or the 27-ish Club, which is sort of a synonymous uh, year. I think everyone in the house besides one has cleared 27. So, Well, how old are you, Louis? I am 27. I've, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on a second. Touch wood. I'm a healthy 27-year-old. I hope life is not going to catch up to me too soon. But uh, unfortunately for a lot of musicians, it's sort of become a bit of a uh, a bit of a curse. Yeah, I, um, I don't know how even it started. Who was the first 27 to make the 27 Club? Well, that's a bit murky, uh, but the, sort of the biggest name to sort of start the 27 Club or the earliest, one of the early... Very founding members, should we say. Um, And again, what's normally quite interesting about a lot of these early young deaths in in artists is is the mystery around it. And none more mysterious than Robert Johnson. Are you aware? Have you heard of uh, the singer Robert Johnson Gibbs? Do you know much about him? No, but I feel like you're about to tell me about him. I I am about to tell you about him, but I I sort of want to test your knowledge first. But Robert Johnson was sort of the... A lot of of people tribute Chuck Berry to the, the original rock and roller. However... Robert Johnson came out of nowhere as a guitarist uh, and sort of rocked the scene in the blues and rock world out of absolutely nowhere. He just won. Everyone knew he was he was never any good. And then a few months later, he popped up, um, changing the world with his guitar licks and, and modern blues songs. And then he mysteriously dies. To this day, people still don't know how. However, the rumor that circulated was no one could actually explain how Robert Johnson got good at guitar. But one night on the way to his first show, he's picked up at a crossroads uh, with no moon. Uh, and that crossroads is sort of synonymous. You can actually go visit it wherever it is in the States. It is apparently the crossroads where you go and sell your soul to the devil. Oh, I know this. Yeah. That's what I know. It's from the Blues... Uh, well, no, it's, it's from it's, the Blues Brothers. It's from my brother where out there. There's a character in there who sort of uh, represents Robert Johnson. Yeah, sorry. I meant my brother where out there. Yeah, exactly. Sold, the, sold to the devil. He sold his soul to the devil to play guitar. And uh, they say that the devil caught up with him. But he was actually poisoned by his cousin who was his... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he also performed with him and then his cousin went and ripped a bunch of his songs and it gets pretty messy from there. But was his cousin acting in the name of the devil? Who knows? And that's sort of the, that's our founding member. Yeah, it's pretty murky from there. But I always found this club so interesting. Not because like they all died at the same age, which is all pretty murky in itself and it continues to be murky. But the amount they accomplished by the age of 27 is what I'm exactly. so impressed by. Like we're talking... We're not going to replay Kurt Cobain today, but... Um, like his rise with Nirvana was obviously infamous. Amy Winehouse, by like by the age of that twenty-seven, they've already done so were, much in the music industry. They were synonymous industry. artists. They were massive by that age. You know, global sensations. Just to put it in perspective, like uh, the Beatles, they didn't die when they were twenty-seven. Some of them are still kicking on, and hopefully Paul will never die. But they ended. They they broke up when they were in the twenty-eight. They're late twenties. Yeah, what they recorded for nine years or something. It's incredible what some of these artists have really accomplished. Yeah, I mean, I still yet to release an album, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I was still waiting for that. But you have you're a founding member of Wax Wednesday, so you will be remembered for something there or he- heard for something at the very exactly. least. Exactly. Um, 
talking about some uh, some stories of uh, the 27 Club. Well, I think to sort of go further on that point, kids, about some of these artists who achieve so much before they, before they you know, come to an untimely uh, demise, there's also a lot of artists who recorded their music, did not get global recognition until up well after their deaths. I mean, there were some, uh, you know, pretty massive artists. I take Otis Redding, for example, and I will play him later. His biggest song, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, that didn't, that didn't get released until after his death. And that was his biggest hit. Uh, again, another another pretty massive blues artist. His opening song on his debut album, uh, Baby Hugh and the Babysitters, uh, they became synonymous with breakbeats, and that gained him his fame, and he died he died years before his album was released. Yeah, it is interesting that, because like, I feel like a lot of the artists... It goes hand in hand with fame, almost like it, fame at a young age can be, I think, really terrible for, for a lot of people. And I yeah. think we've handled it well with Wax Wednesdays, but for most people, it's it's a really hard life to live. In fair, yeah, it is. But I think there's also with this Twenty Seven Club, there's a bit of racial divide there as well. I mean, a lot of these massive artists. I mean, there's there is some exceptions on both sides, but a lot of these massive artists are discovered well before they're twenty seven live this life, kind of crumble under the pressure. And they tend to, you know, like Amy, uh, Mac Miller, who you'll go into, <coughs> um, some of the members, one of the members of the Rolling Stones, Brian Jones. Some of these artists, uh, you know, tend to die from side effects, let's say side effects of stardom. Yet some of these other s- sort of soul artists from the 60s and 70s obviously died due to other circumstances. Yeah, and the mystery you're surrounding is even more like Keith Richards still doesn't know what happened to um, Brian Jones. Like, apparently he mixed alcohol and drugs and then dove into a swimming pool where he was, um, and he swam directly into the arms of death is what Keith Richards says. <laughs> is, is, I, th- I feel like Keith Richards represents the arms of death himself. <laughs> well, he's got sympathy for the devil, that's for sure. Yeah, there we go. Um, but there's so many of these stories of like they get, these artists really create a movement, become so much bigger than a human being, and they feel the need to keep this pressure on themselves. And this is a day and age where this wasn't really addressed. Like mental health and seeking help wasn't merely addressed more than it was like just suppressing it with drugs and alcohol as yeah. a means to... Yeah, the show must go on, as they it say. It always must go on. So the another one we're going to be talking about is um, Canned Heat as well, who was, uh, was a majorly commercial success as well. Crowned by the appearance of Woodstock in 1969, which we'll we'll play as well. Um, But the guitarist, Al Blind Al Wilson, was a troubled man. Uh, Like many in the 27 Club, estranged from his family, suffered from depression. And uh, one of his eccentric habits was even sleeping outdoors, as he did at uh, outside Bob Hitt's house in L.A. And that's where he was found dead in the yard on uh, September 3rd, 1970. There you go. And then uh, we're going to move on to some other like big names. What about Jimi Hendrix as well? Well, exactly. Another member, that Woodstock 1969 was probably one of the last times you would have seen a lot of these artists if you were there. Yeah. Well, Jimi passed not soon after that. Um, Obviously, again, sort of a massive... September 18th, 1970. There you go. Uh, Again, sort of another massive artist to to have a short career. Who knows what he would have done or what he would have gone on and furthered with his with his guitar career. I mean, he inspired so many artists. Where would his guitar playing have transgressed to now? Um, who's to say? But yeah, Jimi Hendrix is is probably one of the, the the most most well known members of the Twenty Seven Club as well. Barbitrite is a, a sleeping drug, and half a tablet is meant to put a man to sleep for eight hours. And Jimi swallowed nine of these whilst drinking too. 
Yeah, right. Okay. Which was foolish and reckless and definitely in character, but goddamn, Jimmy. Yeah, I wonder if a lot of these artists sort of knew, uh, well, suicide is suicide, I guess. I mean, Kurt Cobain definitely knew the wrong end of a shotgun. Yeah, it's some of it I think is more intentional. Some of it you don't really know what, what someone's going through when it happens. And I think that's also the clout of uh, Mac Miller, who's made this album. And he made this album, what what is known to be his last album made during... Um, his life and it's something that he'd be so proud of and felt like he was in a mindset of while he was making it like there's this the last thing he ever posted on social media was him listening to his record on vinyl and it's the very last song and it's such a sad song as well and that was the last thing he ever posted and then he passed away that night so was it intentional was it a concept album like it can get really dark here as well which is yeah. the scary part of was it was it a concept album to his death that's that's kind of massive i mean i really enjoy that album but it is beautiful and it slips um, as you listen to it, right into that last song. Yeah, and it's also like talking about like last songs of people like bellow out and stuff like that. Um, let's go through Janis Joplin, who's like feeling of loneliness as she returned to her to a hotel room in Hollywood after her last recording. Her last ever recording was A Woman Left Lonely, the last sa- song she ever sang. And then she got a heroin kit out, injected a vein in her left arm, went to the cigarette machine in the hotel lobby, uh, with a pack, close the door, and that was uh, lights out for Janis Joplin. Yeah, there you go. I mean, a lot of these artists sort of suffer from tragedy um, and sort of their own infliction. Um, and yet there are others, like Otis, for example, who was just obviously a freak accident. His plane crashed um, and obviously killed all on board. Uh, again, Baby Huey, who I mentioned before. I mean, the man was 400 pounds, so there's some pre-existing conditions there that would have sort of sunk any man, but he died of a heart attack probably due to, um, you know, poor lifestyle choices, etc. But not all of these artists, I guess, are victims of themselves. No, and what their music has really become, I know this has been a pretty dark retelling of stories of how these incredible artists die, but it's also a massive celebration of their music that happens because, like, they leave such a legacy that it just goes on forever. Like, yeah, we're still talking about people who passed away over 50 years ago. Exactly. I mean, they're immortalised forever in their own music and um their songs take on new meaning and they get dissected in different ways and it you know it sort of adds to the stigma of the artist as well i guess i mean you know big deaths in the music industry particularly in the rap industry and plays into that culture like tupac shakar or um notorious big as well you know yeah. that fuels a whole They're a bit older a than jay, dis- yeah, jay diller as well they yeah. all passed away in their 30s a whole discussion on that on that topic like they could have gone on to release another 30, 40 years of music. Like, it's incredible what we could have missed, but it's even more incredible what we got. Yeah, exactly. It, it adds value to what was um, what was released. I mean, even in the last couple of years, I'd, Gid, you'd, you'd know this, I got into, finally got into purchasing rap albums. Um, when rap artists die, they tend to, their outreach, it tends to be massive and, and way wider than I guess originally expe- uh, you know expected. Oh, for sure. Like when Biggie died, the whole of New York was outside with candle lights. And as they went through Brooklyn, like everyone was in the streets. It wasn't a somber look. Everyone was partying in the streets everywhere. Like yeah. these funerals aren't like these somber affairs. They're really celebrations of what was what they left behind. Exactly. Um, you know, these artists reach all kinds of new heights and new fame. Anyway, who are you going to play for us today? Yeah, so I'll play... Um, Mac Miller. I also want to say on Mac Miller, I saw Anderson Pack went just after Mac Miller passed away in Australia and they do a song together and he was talking about how much he missed his mate. And it's really sad because 
like he was recording this album with him and he didn't like you just don't even know what someone else is going through so yeah i think it's in our, our responsibility to uh if you haven't spoken to someone just maybe give them a message see how they're doing if you need help uh give lifeline a, a call they're always there willing to take your calls now the people i'm going to play uh janice joplin which we touched on cantate uh one you're a heap a 1970s rock band that uh we didn't go into but it's hard to talk about everything and nick drake uh incredible artist only released three albums but was suffering heavily from depression and kept a journal up until his last days and he was writing about it which uh you can read about if you wanted to read more about his life uh what about yourself yeah i'm gonna play um i'm gonna play Jimi hendrix obviously as we briefly touched on this is a record you gave me kids uh, and i've been sort of keen to play it on the podcast ever since uh, ever since hopefully on in happier circumstances but his uh recorded live on new year's eve of 1969 to 1970 so you could nearly argue this is probably one of the last recordings of his uh his live performances um at the Fillmore east in new york uh so it's jimmy and his band of gypsies um i'll also play otis redding what a wonderful world or i say wonderful world um standout song by him uh the stones as we mentioned brian jones the drummer of the stones at the time um passed away in sort of some mysterious circumstances but probably it sounds like drug and alcohol affliction um and then baby huey and the babysitters again i played him before but he's um he's sort of done a lot for soul music and that sort of uh psychedelic soul and particularly also breakbeats and samples so there you have it we'll uh play some tunes get you in a better mood and hopefully you know a bit more about the artist now that uh sing these songs at the time is in the context behind it too yeah exactly and particularly that um the sort of the early member robert johnson it's still a Still an interesting story if you want to dive down that rabbit hole. Yeah, now our request line is open. So now, uh, Wednesdayswax at gmail.com. Hit us up if you want us to a certain genre or a shout out. Or I'll, we'll even do love uh, song dedications out there too. Yeah, f- yeah, all right. We'll do a love song dedication. Um, otherwise, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. See you later. Bye. Bye. Watch it.
the way I've been dug around. Well, I've got to roam, baby, find me a brand new home. Pull the 
shade so I won't see them seeing me Having a hard time in this crazy town Having a hard time There's no love to be found Having a hard time in this crazy town Having a hard time There's no to hold me up Having a hard time In this crazy town Having a hard time There's no love to be found Having a hard time In this crazy town Having a hard time There's no love to be Sleeping on motel floors, knocking on my brother's door, eating spam and Oreos, drinking Thunderbird, baby. In this crazy town, I'm having a hard time. There's no love to be found. Having a hard time in this crazy.
he was the wizard of a thousand kings And I chanced to meet him one night wandering He told me tales and he drank my wine Me and my magic man kind of feeling fine
Shit, that give me more headaches than alcoholics There was nothing in my wallet, just a lot of dreaming I built a crib on top of the promised land, we'll call it even mm. I bring more flavor than all the seasons Winter, spring, summer, fall, the grass is always greener till I cut it off Please lead me to my studies, I give you no applause 
My hands been counting money and it's hard to be the boss, but somebody gotta do it. Thank you so exhausting. Often with the bullshit, and baby, I've been through it. Enough for the both of us, so come over later and we won't let no one close to us. We could be posted up. Yeah. Okay, well, you could have the world in the palm of your hands, you still might drop it. And everybody wanna reach inside your pocket, so it goes. Like in every conversation, we the topic. This narcissism more like narcotics, so it goes. Well, everybody gather round. I'm still standing, sit down. Whoa, oh. And I know I've been now. I know I've been now. delivery coming to you live with the endless artillery always down the ride my eyes on the enterprise nine lives never die fucking heaven i'm still getting high never mind did i mention i'm fine cause her pussy getting wetter when the weather dry clementine peeling off and everyone get left behind i'm only five seven seven i'm feeling like i'm seven five damn it cross planets interstellar neverland not a jackson pack with action so what's happening my man no relaxing kicking back just ain't exactly in the plan i can't get no satisfaction goddamn They saying I've been gone too long. I could just tell them fuck you, but that come on too strong. My God, it go on and on. Just like a circle, I go back where I'm from. Everybody gather round. Still standing, sit down. Da 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 da